Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day number 115 of our three-year journey through the Bible, one chapter at a time, except two chapters per day. It says on the screen right there, Pastor Jason, one chapter per day, and you've got two, well, we didn't actually create this reading plan, but it's a great reading plan, and it has us doing two psalms today. Psalms 19 and 20. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word, which is truth and life. Thank you for your grace to us, which is our salvation and our sustaining, our guiding, our providing every day comes from your grace. Father, speak to us through your word as we look to you. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right. Psalm 19 and Psalm 20. Psalm 19, to the choir master, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That is Psalm 19. It's a, a, a psalm that celebrates God's glorious revelation in its two books, as the Puritans would say. God has two books, the book of nature and the book of scripture, or what we call general revelation and special revelation. God's visible word declared in the world throughout us, which is not audible, but is inescapable, and God's written word, which is given to us from the mouth of God through the pens of the prophets and apostles who were led by the Spirit of God. So we begin by this declaration that the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims his handiwork. I love the sky. The sky is one of the most glorious things of all creation. It, it surrounds us. It is, of course, the atmosphere that contains the air we breathe that makes life possible, the carbon that 
creates the structure for all life is is floating around in our atmosphere around us and it has oxygen for us to breathe and nitrogen and 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 other uh, chemicals that we need to get the nutrients so in the air all around us and in the soil under us is everything needed for life and with sunshine uh, to power and give the energy uh, god creates life and the the sky is beautiful in the morning when the sun rises, in the evening when the sun sets, at night when the stars fill the sky, day to day pours out speech, night to night reveals knowledge, sunrise and sunset, cloudy sky and clear blue sky, overcast and stormy cloud, starry night, moonlight, all of it reveals the glory of God and proclaims his handiwork. Now, the ESV translates verse 3 as, there is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard to say this is a silent witness without words and yet universally their voice silent as it is goes out through all the earth and their words quiet as they are to the end of the world other translations will translate those verses a little bit differently uh, but we're using the esv and i think that's a good translation as awkward as it might seem right there is no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. There's another translation of that is, there is no speech, nor are there words where their voice is not heard. So no matter what language you speak, no matter what words you speak, their voice is heard. But that would make it almost seem like their voice is heard in each one of those languages. And of course, it's not. It's it's a languageless, right? It's a silent and yet loud revelation of God. And the sun rising and setting is part of that and so nothing is hidden from its heat everything is under <coughs> the sky and under the shining of the sun reminded of what jesus said about common grace which goes hand in hand with general revelation god's common grace of course the bible doesn't use that exact term but jesus describes it as he makes his son to rise on the just and the unjust and he sends his rains upon the righteous and the wrong. He is he is over all and he is seen by all through his creation. He is good to all. But that revelation doesn't tell us specific things about God. It doesn't give us enough to really know God, to repent of our sin, to be forgiven, to understand God's God's moral purposes, God's spiritual uh, purpose for our lives. And so we need a written word. We need the, the inscripturated word. And that's what's celebrated in the second part of Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Now, that one might seem to be out of place. Like It's talking about God's law, God's testimony, God's precepts, God's commandments, and then God's rules. All of these things are aspects of God's law. And then you have, verse 9, the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? Well, that's what it produces in us. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the, the, the rules of the Lord produce the fear of the Lord, which is clean, enduring forever. This is a celebration specifically of the law as the written word of God. God has shown us his will for us. He's shown us 
in a way that revives our souls, in a way that makes us wise when we're simple-minded, in a way that rejoices the heart because we see that God is good and he is righteous altogether and he is wise in his good commandments. And uh, it's everything to be good. And, and God's word, God's rules, God's commandments, God's testimonies are more to be desired than gold. Uh, because they, they buy you things that gold could never buy you. You can't buy truth, right? When Christian and Faithful were walking through Vanity Fair, the one thing they were interested in buying is the one thing you can't buy in Vanity Fair, and that is the truth. You can have millions and millions of dollars, and it won't buy you the truth. And if you doubt that, just listen to Elon Musk speak about his philosophy of life and his understanding of the world. Just listen to Jeff Bezos speak about his understanding of life and the world. These guys are incredibly wealthy, you know, Bill Gates or whoever, and, and yet they don't have a clue about what is true and what is right because they don't know God. God's word can give you what no gold could buy. God's word gives you something that's sweeter than honey because it can show you your sin and your need for forgiveness and bring you to God. And that's that's the response um, of David here is, is who can discern his errors? He wants to be forgiven. Declare me innocent from hidden faults. You know, forgive my things that I don't see. We all have hidden faults, things we're unaware of, things we don't even know we need to confess. We need to be forgiven of those. We need to be kept back from presumptuous sins, those things that we know are wrong, but we would seek to do them anyway because we want to. We need God to restrain us and keep us back from them so that they won't have dominion over us. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And here's where we see Jesus. He is the fulfillment of the law. He is the only one who has perfectly kept the law. In keeping them, there is great reward. Jesus, verse 11, second line, Jesus kept the law perfectly from beginning to end, fulfilling every part. And God gave him a great reward, which is eternal life. And he gives that great reward for all of those who look to him as our rock and our redeemer. So Psalm 19 shows us Jesus in that Jesus is the embodiment of the law. We can't, if we just take God's law and we think we can keep it. We talked about this yesterday in Exodus 24. We can't do it. But Jesus kept the law. And so he is our rock and our redeemer. Psalm 20. To the choir master, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt offerings, Selah. May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. This is a psalm of David which expresses a desire repeated in verses 1 through 5 as may the Lord May he, may he, may he, and may we, right? So what does he want the Lord to do? 
to answer you in the day of trouble, to protect you, to send you help from his sanctuary, to give you support, to remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices, to grant you your heart's desire, to fulfill all your plans, so that we, if God would do this for the one to whom this is expressed, then we would be able to shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. And then there's a confidence that the Lord will. I know the Lord saves his anointed. Anointed. Messiah. Wait. Verse 5. Salvation. Yeshua. See, here's Jesus in a psalm that we might not think of as being a, quote, messianic psalm. But it really is all about Jesus. Isn't it? Jesus is the one who was heard by God because of his piety and God raised him from the dead. You see way back in verse in Psalm 19 verse 11 we saw that in keeping God's law there's great reward. God the Father rewarded the Lord Jesus Christ his anointed his salvation for his people. He rewarded him by giving him victory over death. Because he remembered his sacrifice of himself, his offering up of himself. He gave him forgiveness of sins. He gave him eternal life. He raised him up from the dead and made him the source of eternal salvation for all who believe in him. Jesus is the anointed who's been saved, who's been answered from holy heaven. His loud cries and tears that Hebrews talks about, that he cried out for the one who was able to save him from death. He's been answered because of his obedience and because of his sacrifice of himself. God heard him and God said, yes, I accept your payment for the sins of your people. I give you eternal life. And we, we rejoice. We shout for joy over God's salvation, Jesus, who is our banner, our, our, our uh, standard, the one under whom we've come to identify ourselves. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God and the risen Lord Jesus Christ who has conquered sin and death. If you trust in the things of this world, you will, you will fall. But if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, the risen and exalted King, you will stand. You will rise and stand upright. Though you die, you will live. That's what Jesus said. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. And if he dies, he will live. So, when God saves the king, Jesus, then God answers us when we call on him in the name of Jesus. Isn't that good news? It's wonderful. I love seeing Jesus sort of surprise me in Psalms where we don't think of it as being messianic. We think of it as just being a sort of general prayer for help in a time of trouble. But oh no, it's about the help Jesus received from his heavenly father and the salvation we have in his name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, your law, which is perfect. We thank you for your word incarnate, your son, who is perfect. We thank you for the gospel victory of Jesus over sin and death. And we thank you that we have an unshakable hope in him. Let us not trust in horses and chariots. Turn our hearts away from the passing things of the world that always disappoint us. May our hearts rest secure in Christ and in Christ alone. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining me for today's devotional, day number 115. Tomorrow we're on to day number 116, and that will find us back in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 25. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.